Spiritual sagacity. Whew. The word sagacious, like I've, I, I said um, in the past um, episodes of this particular teaching, to be sagacious means to be intelligent, to be wise, to be shrewd, all right? So, just in case you don't understand what sagacity means, it means to be wise, to be intelligent, to be shrewd. Solomon said, wisdom is the principal thing. Land is not the principal thing. Money is not the principal thing. Let me tell you something. Reject every opinion from any man that idolizes money. Because it is something we see in our world today. Money is idolized. I've told you before, and I'll say it again. I have no respect, as it were, for money. I respect vision. I have regard for vision. I keep money as its place. The place of money is to be a servant. When money loses its place as a servant and becomes a master, it wrecks people's lives. You know what people have done in this world for money? <laughs> Solomon received wisdom from God. At the end of his life, he said, all is chasing after the wind. There was no money the guy didn't have. He looked at everything and said, wisdom is the principal thing. I told you before, the Bible says that a poor man's wisdom is not heard. People use that scripture to say that if you are, you know, uh, poor, nobody will hear your wisdom. When you read that scripture very well, I taught you the last time. Bible says that poor man by his wisdom delivered the city. That means it was not God's wisdom. It was by his wisdom because God's wisdom makes wealthy. When you look through the Bible, the wiser, the wealthier. The wiser, the wealthier. The wisdom of God is what you should pursue in your life. You see, when, when people come around you and they talk, it, it's one prayer I pray for you guys, I tell you. that when people come around you and they talk, do you immediately begin to, uh, Bible says, he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Do you begin to judge? Do you begin to, you know what we say, uh, people say, don't judge this person, don't judge person. You see, don't don't twist scriptures. When Jesus Christ said, judge not, that's bad. He said, but judge a righteous judgment. How do you judge a, a righteous judgment? He said, don't judge, don't judge. Do you know day in, day out we judge? Let me tell you how we judge. Anytime you've made a decision, you've judged. Anytime you make a decision, you've judged. For example, you're going to take a taxi. The first taxi came, it was not looking nice. You say you should go. The next one came, you said, you have judged that taxi. <laughs> He said, but judge a righteous judgment. What's a righteous judgment? The kind of judgment that God will judge. And how will you know how God judges? It's by looking at his word. You will see what God wants to do. Are you listening? You will see what God wants to do. You will see God's reaction to things. Jesus Christ said. 
A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. That is God's judgment. God is telling you that this is how, when I am judging, if there was a court of law and there was a case and it was by someone who had money in his account and someone who done, Jesus Christ is saying that if God begins to judge, he will say he will not consider the man with money in his account. It will not be a basis for anything God will ask him to do. Somebody said a very nonsense statement one time. He said, if you don't have money, God does not send you to do certain things. It is, it is right and it is wrong. It is right because, of course, if God sends you, he'll give you the money. It is wrong because, how can God, 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 <laughs> consider your account to call you? He said, he take care of the beggar. He take care of the poor out of the downhill. He said, and send him among praises. What, what will it cost God? What, how much, what will it take God to take you from nothing and make you something? Nothing. Nothing. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding, exceeding much, even as the sun that's at the seashore. And they began to name Solomon among the great names in his day. Bible talks about Ethan the Ezraites. These are guys who were the big names in terms of wisdom. You see, God can lift you, a seeming dummy. He can lift you and put you, you know, He will make put your name among the great names. Because nothing. It's high time we esteem the sovereignty of God. Subconsciously, we make God look very powerless. Say, if you don't have money, God will not call you to do certain things. It's blasphemy. It's heresy. It's heresy. He brought water out of the rock. The most liquid substance from the hardest substance. So you keep money at this place. Vision. First of all. You see? So wisdom, someone said, is the principal thing. Land is not the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. When people talk to you, does the word of God come out of your mouth? Are people comfortable to rush to you with a, a, a situation? And if they come to you, you know, I'm very, very keen on, on, you know, some of the things I see on social media because I know that if I don't attack some of those things consciously, most of you will be indoctrinated and you think it is okay. It's just some very, very, some people say, can say some very, very, very nonsense things. And it makes it look, you know, it makes it look, I mean, okay. I told you before. Let me not go into that one. See, wisdom, spiritual sagacity, spiritual intelligence, spiritual intelligence. Bible says that and when they saw Peter, he said they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. That means the, the people already had an idea of who Jesus was and how Jesus spoke. Like they had confirmed that Jesus. 
There was a time two soldiers went to arrest Jesus. When they got there, Jesus was not performing miracle. He was just talking. They returned. They couldn't arrest him. They go back and say, never man spake like him. Bible says, let your words be seasoned with salt. Let me tell you something. I'll show you a mystery. If your words are loose, the day you need it to work, it will not work. You put value on your words. I put a lot of value on my words because I know, let me tell you something. I know, I'm not bragging. I know if I step into your house, if I step into your house, all I need to do is to pray for you. Your life can turn around. So I don't say foolish things. Because I will not be a chameleon. I say foolish thing today. Then, the day I need my words to work, I'm not going to be serious. Bible says, let your words be seasoned with salt. Grace, graceful words. Speak graceful words. You see, invest the word of God in yourself so much that you, you begin to tell. How would God take the situation? What is the wisdom of God concerning the situation? What's the, what was God thinking? What was God thinking? What's God thinking? Jesus Christ told John, he said, he said, permit it to be so, to fulfill all righteousness. How did he know all righteousness? Spiritual sagacity. A wisdom. A wisdom. L- listen, when I was telling somebody this week, we're talking, and this person is a seeming spiritual person. So the person, I, I made a statement, the person said something, I said, sit down, sit down. I want to tell you something. I said, number one, when I talk with you, and you behave like you know, I will never talk again. Pastor is my friend, when we are talking, when he's talking, I'll keep quiet. I want to hear everything. There's certain people, they are in a hurry to say their own, which is nonsense. And say their mind. I will say my mind. Have you seen? It is your mind. And that is why your trousers like it the way it is. Praise God. Spiritual sagacity. Oh. Have an understanding of the word of God. Look, everything, I'm giving you an assignment. Everything, okay, that you believe in the word of God. If you believe in prosperity, it is not enough to believe. Why is wisdom the principal thing? Okay, go to Ephesians chapter 1. I want to show you something. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's start from verse 14. See, see, see communication here. Which is the earnest of the inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Verse 15. 
Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Look, look, look. Amazing. Go to verse 15 again. He said, wherefore, I also, Paul is talking to the Ephesians. Now, when you go um, in, in, in theology, the, the revelation in the book of Ephesians was the highest. The revelation in the book of Ephesians was the highest to all the churches. In Corinthians was telling them, I could not speak to you as unto spiritual, you were carnal people, Galatians, so foolish Galatians, you understand? Insult, he didn't insult the Ephesians once. The highest revelation, clean, clean book. But this is what he said to them. He said, wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith. That means these Ephesians already had faith. Then he says, in the Lord Jesus, and love. You see, someone said, no, when you love people, that is all. No, Paul said, I heard of your faith. You are ticked, powerful people. Then he says, I also heard of your love. Looks like that should be the epicenter of the revelation. Then he says, no, no. After I heard these two things, verse 16. He says, after I heard those two things, he said, I did not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. If he's praying for them about this, it means they didn't have it. They had faith, they had love, but they, they didn't have something. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of him. Ah, after love and faith. Because you see, when you don't tie wisdom with faith, you are walking in fantasy. That's what you see a lot. A lot of spiritual agberos. Untrained spiritual. Someone said, all things are mine. He now goes to somebody's car and says, all things are mine. Your car is mine. No, what I'm saying, it's not like somebody said, I have seen it before. I have seen it before. Somebody went to tell his mother, I'm independent of you. Not because Paul said, I'm independent of all men. So he went to the mother to act the word of God. You see, it was faith, not tied with wisdom. He went to the mother and said, I'm independent of you. I can never be sick. I can never be sick. I can never be sick. You don't know two scriptures about divine health. You don't know two. You don't know two. Anything you believe, go and sit down. Find at least, I told the guy, I said, find at least 10 scriptures about it. You must know the theory of what you believe. How do you know you know the theory? I want to make a statement. In the world, how do we know what you don't know? We know what you don't know by what you have not read. That's in the world. But in this kingdom, it is not so. In this kingdom, we know what you don't know by what you can do. It doesn't matter what you have read. If you can't do it, you don't know it. Oh, I know. As a Christian, I'm not supposed to be sick. The moment you fall sick, just know that you don't know enough. 
So you go and sit your buttons down. Get PCDL. Get pastor's messages. And let me tell you how to do contextual studies to help you. Because you have to eat. You see, sometimes when, when you want to attack something, you have to attack it. When you want to attack something, all right, pick or don't go and pick today. You're listening to pastor on faith. Tomorrow, you're listening to pastor on, on marriage. Tomorrow, you're listening to pastor on say anything. Like, no, you, you, you are gaining, but you, you, are not, you, are not, you are not studying well. Take all the messages on faith. Put them together. If there are 10 messages, start listening to them one on one. Attack it till you know it. How many of you were in the last four communion services? The last four. Can you tell me the, the month? What it was in the month? Which proves to us that sometimes we hear, we think we've heard. Many of you are writing, and I don't mean to, um, no, you are writing now, you'll never look into it again. When I was at ITPOC, I said something. I said, those who do the extraordinary are those who have added the extra to the ordinary. Let me tell you, the best footballers in the world, when training time ends, they have their own training. When we close church, church has not ended. Many times I have picked my notes and I've looked at the same thing I wrote in church and it was as though it was fresh, as though I never knew it. It came fresh to me again. God began to talk to me about it again. You know? So, uh, make up your mind to be filled with wisdom. The wisdom of the word of God. Make up your mind that you are going to study the word of God until you know this thing. If it is prosperity, if God ever speaks to you, alright? If God ever speaks to you that, okay, I'm going to make you wealthy. That means God has given you an assignment. He has given you an assignment. Because you won't be the first person who God spoke to that didn't come to pass. You won't be the first person. God has given you an assignment. Daniel said, and I, Daniel, understood by books. The prophecy had already come to Jeremiah, but Daniel had to go and read. You see, Daniel was a man of understanding, but he also had to understand by books. After he read Jeremiah's prophecy, he just knew that this was a time for them to come out of captivity. I understood by books. Understood by books. Look, let me tell you something. This is an advice session. Don't run the race of the world. Don't run the race of the world. And don't take the opinions. Now, because of status, everybody is now a motivational speaker. You can easily believe nonsense. Life is like a spoon. I read, I read something somewhere. Said, the guy said, I cannot wait to be successful so I can also tell people, acquire to aspire what to do before you retire. Labradaka <laughs> Sokata. Daniel chapter 5. We'll come back to this scripture. Hmm. Write this down before I go to that. Two things. Two things that determine... What you receive in this kingdom. 
Two things. One is sight. Two is light. Hmm. <laughs> there is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods was found in him. Listen, I crammed this scripture because I wanted it to be a reality in my life. Ah! Bible says, Daniel was preferred above the princes. Do you know what it means? Bible says that the king made him master of the magician. Leadership is not a gift. Listen, leadership is not a gift. Your father can give you his land. He cannot give you, for example, he's a doctor. He cannot give it to you. He can give you his property. He cannot give you his status. There's a man in that kingdom. In whom is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. I mean, unbelievers were talking about Daniel. Recommending him. There's a man in that kingdom. In whom is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. In the days of thy father. He was telling Darius. He said, in the days of father, he said, light. And understanding. And wisdom. Like the wisdom of the gods was found in him. Was found in him. Light. 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 Go back to Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 17. Remember I mentioned light. And I also mentioned sight. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Um, verse 18. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The eyes of your understanding, sight. Your sight is giving light. For what? Because Bible says light is that which describes. So when you, you, you have sight and there's no light, you can't make judgment. You can't make correct decisions. So when there is sight, they have to add light so that you are aware of your surroundings spiritually. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, said that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. He's talking about the mandate of the gospel. He said, so that it is, you will need your eyes to be enlightened so that you will know. You will need your eyes to be enlightened so that you will know. You will need your eyes to be enlightened so that you will know. Whatever you see, every phenomenon you see in the physical has a spirit component of it. I was, I was talking with Pastor True inside and we're expounding it more. There is life and there is spirit of life. There is death and the spirit of death. There is wisdom and the spirit of wisdom. Let me show you something. John. All the things, all right, that the Holy Ghost came to do, all right, all the things the Holy Ghost came to do, his primary, the, the primary work of the Holy Ghost is actually revelatory. It's about revelation. The coming of the Holy Ghost was for revelation. It's for us to see. 
Because where we stand physically, it is impossible. I was, I was, when I, I said I was going to do Bible study uh, one time on my status and some people, I was sharing something with them. I said the Bible says that we are witnesses. So true. I want to ask a question. I'm here. Jesus said I should be a witness. Witness of what? If we go to court and they call a witness, they say, oh, this guy did this thing to this person. Now, we want to persecute him or defend him. Now, we call a witness. The witness means he should have been there. I have experienced, he should have seen, heard, or experienced. That's why John said, that which we have seen, heard, and handled. So, for the person to qualify to be a witness, he should have had an encounter. So, when Jesus said that we are supposed to be witnesses, I said, Physically speaking, it is incorrect. We are liars. We were not there. The people he was speaking to were there. The apostle said, okay, you're a witness. You've seen, you're going to see my ascension. You're a witness. So, if that is supposed to pass on to us, then remember the statement, ye shall receive power. After which the Holy Ghost has come, then you shall be witnesses. That means the work of the Holy Ghost is to reveal to us what they saw. As though we were there. there. That is why throughout the years, thousands of years, one Calvary story, they keep telling it through the years. Cross. He died. Throughout the years, one evangelist is saying it. I don't know, they've never met you to talk about it, but they are saying the same thing, illustrating the same way as though they were all there. Is the Holy Ghost. The work of the Holy Ghost is to reveal. Go to John chapter 14. I will show you what the, some of you think the Holy Ghost was given by God so that you will use him as fire. Holy Ghost, fire. <laughs> Holy Ghost, do it for me. You see. You see, as a Christian, it's not all about falling down. Holy Ghost! Hey! Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! Empty hand on empty head is empty results. Take it! Take it! Take it! Take it! Take it! And some today are professional manifestors. I won't go. I won't go. I won't go. Born again Christian. Can you hear yourself? I'm a grandmother. I'm the grandmother. I'm the grand. Stop, stop, stop what you are doing. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. John chapter 14. Hmm. This is what the Holy Ghost, this is what Jesus Christ said. We'll read it. Verse 16. Look at it. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, remember there's truth. Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Spirit of truth. There's truth by the spirit of truth. Why? Because, let's say you are in a situation. Always know that there are different truths available to help you to come out of the situation. There's prayer. There's seed sowing. There's uh, 
giving to the poor. There is prophesying. There is going to see whoever is involved to go in. Now, all these are truth. There are scriptures to support all these things. But which one are you going to do? Which, which, which one will you do for the situation? You can't do all. It's a sign of confusion. That is why there's the spirit of truth. To pick for you which one to do. The spirit of truth puts God's truth into perspective. He says, even the spirit of truth, he called him the spirit of truth. He says, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Now over here, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. Now, verse 26 of this particular chapter. But the comforter, he's talking about, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you, write it down, teach you. Now look at it. Is it? With the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall make you fall down. Teach you. Teach you. Wow. Teach you. That means, left to God alone, everything has been handled. The only problem is that you don't know it. So teach you. And it says, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Oh. We'll go to Luke. Uh, wait, let me show you something else in the book of John. John chapter 16. Jesus is still talking about the Holy Ghost. So the first one was teach. Scarlet, bring to remembrance. John chapter 16. Never forget the statement I'm about to make. The Holy Ghost is God's best. These things have I spoken. Um, verse 13. Verse 13. He's still talking. Jesus is talking about the Holy Ghost. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you. Write it down. The third one. Guide you. Into what? All truth. Remember what I just said. There is all truth. But he will now guide you. Then he says, For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He said, And he will show you. Write it down. Show you. Teach you. Bring to remembrance. Guide you, show you. He has shown us the cross, that's why we preach. He has shown us the ascension, that's why we talk about it as though we're there. You know the problem with people who preach and they never see results, they have not seen it. Jesus Christ worked a miracle with a man, he told him, Don't go and say it. The man said, I beg. Want me to keep quiet? Because there are some things you can't keep quiet. When he shows you, you can you, you yourself. They will be stopping you from winning souls. They will be now stopping you. May God reveal unto you. 
I said something. I said, this, in this service, there will be impartation of the spirit of wisdom. I was thinking that when Moses was going to stop his, 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 his ministry and hand over to Joshua, I was thinking that he should have imparted into Joshua the spirit of power. No. The Bible says that. And Joshua was full because Moses had laid his hand on him. He was full of the spirit of wisdom. Because he didn't need power. The people have seen all the power in the world with Moses. They have seen his face shining. They have seen his back. They have seen his hair. They have seen all the power, Sinai, everything. All the mountains. They have seen everything. They've seen Korah and Abita. They've seen the, the ground break into two for people to enter. They've seen it all. So what God needed to give Joshua was to give him the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. Listen, the spirit of wisdom helps you to do, all right, things that normal humans cannot do. If the spirit of wisdom is at work in your life, people will talk about you for long. Why? They said concerning Jesus, what wisdom is this? He said that such mighty works, wisdom goes with mighty works. The first time a man walked in mighty works without wisdom, his hair was cut and his eyes were removed. You know what I'm talking about? Mighty, no wisdom. Mighty, no wisdom. That's why Solomon looked at all the things. He said, wisdom is the principal thing. He will show you things to come. So you can see from these things that, did you ever see any one of these things that he said, the Holy Ghost will make you roll on the floor? Did you see any of that? Remember what I told you one time ago? I said, every grace God gives you, if it will be with you forever or for long, he will have to attach a wisdom manual to it. Anybody with any grace for finances, God also adds financial intelligence. Is it not Jesus Christ who said he, he, he uh, multiplied bread? Is he not the one? He, he, didn't he multiply the bread? He multiplied. After he multiplied the bread and people finished eating, he said, gather the fragments. Ah, should he, he should have said, you know, the power is available. Anytime I'm ready, I can do it again. He said, gather the fragments. He said, that nothing be wasted. Wisdom. Wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. When you read the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 11, it talks about the seven spirits of God. He said the spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Because sagacity is a combination of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Through wisdom is an house builded. Talks about understanding, talks about knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. If these spirits are at work in your life, when people listen to you, they'll be surprised. They'll be shocked. And it will not just give you um, a bearing with, with just the things of God. Normal issues, when they ask you questions, when you open your mouth, they not know that no, 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 no. No, 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 no. One day I went for a business meeting. 
they were about to ask me questions about things I have not, I've not studied before. You know, they asked me the first one. Listen, they asked me the first question, and I was on the spot. I didn't know what to say. Then, you could see the person, the, the, question, the question the person was asking were very mischievous. Like, no room for you to really answer. Put you just on the spot. You can see it's being done deliberately. You know what I did? I put my hand over my mouth like this. I began to speak in tongues. They asked the next question. I spoke a little more. I began to answer. The answer started coming out. Answer started coming, coming out. Matthew 13. I don't think I'll be able to go as far as I went with the first service people because of time. Matthew 13. Are you there? All right. Oof. I'll start reading from verse 10. And he said unto them, and the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So that means there are things in this kingdom you can never know until they are given to you. Someone say they are given to me. Say the mysteries of the kingdom are given to me. There are some things you can never know in this kingdom until they are given to you. Wow. You think Daniel's wisdom was a coincidence? Go to Daniel chapter 9. I'll show you something. Daniel chapter 9, verse 22. Let's start from 21. Daniel chapter 9, verse 21. Daniel's wisdom was not a coincidence. When they're talking about light and understanding, like, look at this. He said, yeah, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Verse 22. And informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Give me the NIV, verse 22. The angel came, and the angel's work, he said, not to teach him anything. The work of the angel said, I am come, verse 22, NIV. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee. No, this is still King James. NIV. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight. So the work of the angel there was to come and give him insight. So the Holy Ghost can give you insight. So there are some things in this kingdom that are given. And you are receiving it. You know God can bless you with a, a, a supernatural understanding that anything you, you study, you can... You know sometimes some people say, I like this course, I don't like this course. You know God can bless you with a supernatural understanding. You see it and you, just, you can just tell what it is. 
I heard, I heard that concerning the man of God, Pastor Chris. He knows almost everything about something. Oh, he knows something about everything. <laughs> he knows something about everything. If you talk to him about politics, you have what to say. Something correct to say. Insight and understanding. Insight and understanding. So the angel came to give him insight and understanding. Okay. Go back to Matthew 13. We're at verse 11. So verse 12. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. <laughs> Verse 13. Therefore speak unto them in parables, because they seeing, see not, and hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. E. Oh, no wonder. There are certain people, you will preach and preach and preach and preach. And sometimes you even want to beat them. Like, can't you love Jesus? Just love Jesus. It is not given to them. So, the, the, ministry of the, uh, the ministry of the New Testament is the ministry of unveiling. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. The Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18, but we all, this is the New Testament ministry, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed the same image from glory to glory, even as the Spirit of the Lord. Now, verse, um, chapter 14, verse, chapter 4, verse 1. That's the next verse. Now, always remember that the scripture, the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. It said, therefore, seeing, seeing, we have this ministry. What's this ministry? He's not talking about ministry of preaching. He said, he said that this unveiling is a ministry. This changing is a ministry. The Christian has a ministry of changing. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Verse 2. But have renounced the hidden things of the honesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, always remember this. But if our gospel be hid, that means if this message is hid, you're preaching to somebody, he's not catch, catching it. He said, it is hid to them that are lost. So, this message, the reason why you're talking to your friend, and the way you found Jesus, and you love Holy Ghost, and you're praying and lying on the floor, you don't understand why the person is not doing it. He said, it is hid. And he said, hid to who? The one who is lost. Then, verse 4. He says, in whom the God of this world hath blinded The minds of them which believe not. Lest the light. Oh God. Remember I said sight. And I said light. He said lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Who is the image of God should shine unto them. Listen. It doesn't matter the intensity of the sun. A blind man has no business with it. So it's not how hard we preach. 
the veil must move. He said, nevertheless, when he shall turn to the Lord, to the Lord he said, the veil shall be taken away. Nevertheless, when he shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Nevertheless, when he shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Listen, when you take a scripture and you don't understand, speak in tongues. An unveiling will happen. Because it is, he said, Jesus Christ said to them, it was not given, but to you it is given. The Holy Ghost can give you. The Holy Spirit can give you. In the first service, I told them about Jesus' disciples. Jesus' disciples were dull. They were very dull. I've never seen dull people like that. I'll give you an example. Matthew chapter 16. Let's start from verse 5. Matthew chapter 16, verse 5. Dull. And when the disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed <laughs> and beware of the living of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. So Jesus is talking with them. Then he says, You know, the people had forgotten to take bread. Now he's talking with them. Now he's, he uses what the situation to start preaching a message. Now, you guys, be careful of the bread of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, Jesus is being allegorical, Jesus is being, he's using literary devices. Now, Jesus is trying to be skillful with his preaching. Jesus is trying to sound, you know, mature in the preaching. Now, take heed of the bread of the Pharisees, of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, his disciples, <laughs> verse 7. And they reason among themselves saying, it is because we have taken no bread. <laughs> Up to today, I don't understand this thing. After today, it is because we have taken no bread. Say, take heed of the Pharisees of the living. He said, Ah, it's because Jesus is saying this because we didn't take bread. Now, Peter now started accusing Andrew, you are the one who left the bread. Someone say, I'm wise, I'm wise, I'm wise, I'm wise, I'm wise. There's no question you ask me in this world that I will not have something to say. There's no question. If it has to do with Bible, there's no question. Is given. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because ye have, because ye have bought no bread? Do you not yet understand? Neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many ba- baskets he took up? He said, he say, the question is not bread. I'm not talking about bread. <laughs> because if it was a matter of bread, were you not there when I multiplied five thousand bread? So I can provide bread. So they could, I'm teaching you something. You are thinking of bread. <laughs> they were dull guys. Very dull and emotional. <laughs> very emotional. And I told them in the first service, Peter, very emotional guy. Jesus, I'm going to prove to you. Listen, you can't even love Jesus without the Holy Ghost. You will be tired. Peter was trying to do, Jesus, I've told you I'm going to stay with you. Jesus, anybody who come close to you, I will personally show them that I'm the one. That I'm the one. 
And I'm the one. The guy came, he cut his ear. He said, he said, he told, he said Peter, you are not wise. This is not the time for cutting of ears. He took it and put it back there again. He took it and did what? Put it back there again. Then, Peter, when the emotions changed, when the emotions changed, and now he was now afraid, emotional guy, he couldn't even defend his love that he used to cut people's ear. I thought when that little girl came, he should have also cut the ear, like he's into ministry of cutting ears. But no, he couldn't sustain his love for Jesus. No wonder when Jesus rose from the dead, he just had to ask him, Peter, lovest me this more than me? He said, Do you love these things more than me? But glory to God. I won't be able to take you through everything. The day they received the Holy Ghost. Not only did he receive boldness, he received sagacity. All of a sudden, he started, he started adding things up. When he saw the people, you know, speaking in tongues, all of a sudden, he started adding it up. He said, this was what was written by the prophet Joel. Ha! Huh. That means he knew that scripture a long time ago. Are you getting it? He knew that scripture a long time ago, but he couldn't use the scripture. The day the Holy Ghost came, that's one of the work of the Holy Ghost. He said he will bring to remembrance. Are you listening? The Holy Ghost brought to remembrance that thing that he already knew. Because for the Jewish man, he knows the scriptures. It's something they learn. So a Jewish man knows the scriptures. He knows the scriptures inside. But he just used it inside. But when the Holy Ghost came upon them, he became bold and he became sagacious. He walked out. And he didn't just say, you people, if you don't serve God. No, he began to put one and two together. Ah. So much so that in Acts chapter 4, they said that, hey, when they saw Peter and they heard him, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. It was not the first three years of being with Jesus because that one they were still asking about bread. It was after they received the Holy Ghost. It was after the Holy They became smart. Ah, Bible says, Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Ghost. He was full of the Holy Ghost. When he began to do his expose, it's a full sermon. He said he took it from Moses. Oh, some of you need to, you know, you, when you have the Holy Ghost, there are some things that, you know, when someone asks you about Jesus, I said, when you sit, sometimes you sit in a car, and some of you, you know, out of zeal, you want to win souls. Then you realize that your Uber driver, you are trying to win his soul. And you hear things like, the story of Jesus is a myth. Then some of you don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. Kaya baye. No, you will not survive with me. You know, we, 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 because sometimes, you know, some people are unwilling to use the Bible as a document of reference. Because he doesn't believe it, you believe it. So you can't quote from there. Then we begin to put one and two together. We begin to put things together. Now, that's why I asked the question. I said, if the moment we say Jesus is a myth, that means 2019 is a myth. Why? Because they started counting after the death. So anyone who came before Jesus... BC, anyone who came after Jesus is AD. When you finish saying that, they became quiet. become quiet. To deny the existence of God is to say that there's no evil. And to say there's no evil means there's no good. That means we are all supposed to, we are all supposed to respond to our DNA. So nobody should be arrested for anything. The Big Bang Theory. 
It's one of the most foolish theories in the world. No sense. It is the Big Bang theory is pure faith. It's pure faith. The concept is faith. Wait, if we are sitting now and there's a boom outside, when we go out, two things. Where is it coming from? And who did it? Those are the two questions we'll ask. Now, how can you say that there was a boom? That has no source. Faith. You are talking about faith. Lift up your hands. Thank the Lord. You know, as we pray now, as we pray now, I'm trusting the, the, the ability of the Spirit inside you. You receive. You see, one of the things that happens when we come to church is we receive. We receive. Above the words that are going, there's an impartation of the Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of understanding. You see, understanding does not come from explaining the Scriptures. He said, there's a Spirit in man. There's a spirit in man. He said, it is the breath of the Almighty that giveth them understanding. That giveth them understanding. Ah. You receive understanding of things you did not understand before. From today, when you read the scriptures, the understanding will just be coming to you. The understanding will just be coming to you. The understanding will just be coming to you. Labrosakatakaba. Listen, let me help you with one point. One point. How to activate the spirit of wisdom. I gave them, I gave them the, the illustration in the first service. I said anything that is of the spirit realm has no right into the physical. So when you want to operate the spirit of wisdom, just know that you will require a portal. It requires access. And I gave them the illustration in the first service. I said, if this tab that I'm holding, I want to take information from it and put it on a laptop, I'll require USB, right? And there's a portal there, right? So I insert the portal, then I'm able to download it. So anything that we say, it is a spirit, spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding. If it will cross over into the physical, it will require a portal. One of the portals of spirit or, or the spirit of wisdom, one of the portals of the spirit of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Listen. Two things we refer to when we are talking about the fear of the Lord. Two things. Number one is reverence. Number two is love. As it were, romantic love. Those two things. Because it's passion. Fear of the Lord is passion. When you read Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3, he said, and he shall delight in the passion of the Lord or the fear of the Lord. The passion of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When a man loves God, it is easy for God to talk to him. Because so the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. God tells secrets and mysteries. Oh, God tells secrets and mysteries to people who love him. So while you are romancing God in your room and you're saying, I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. <laughs> From the moment that I wake up. You know, when I was coming, I, 
I, I was talking with Pastor Drew and he was asking me a question. He said, sometimes, no, he was telling me about, sometimes he te- asked people, you know, do you cry? He wanted to see the answer. He said, eh, yes, when something happens to me, I cry. Kai. Kai. I'm on, I'm on perpetual tears in my prayer room. Perpetual. I am always crying. When immediately I kneel down, it's like they, they've broken something inside me. Because you see, a broken man, <laughs> a broken man, when you see a broken man, you have found God's friend. Some of you are too hard. You are too hard. You are too hard. All my life you have been faithful. Your eyes are still clear. And some of you, 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 you are bolero, you know. You're you, you a guy, you're a guy, you don't cry. Oh, me, I will cry. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to cry. Ah. You think, no, 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 the, the ladies are the ones who cry. The guys, we will like fire, 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 fire. Then I'll be in my room. <laughs> 